You're listening to the Fire and Trainers Podcast, part of the network. This is Season 5, Episode 17, published on June 27th, 2023. This episode, we'll be talking to NRA trainer David Sherman about printing your own 3D training aids. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and you're listening to the Fire and Trainers Podcast. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Fire and Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage offer and their competitive pricing. If you're certified NRA with USCCA, with your state agency or other certification, you can apply for FTA coverage. And remember, as listeners to this podcast, you can get 10% off your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by KSG Holsters. They're professional grade Kydex handcrafted here in the United States of America. They're available for a large variety of firearms. They're purpose built one by one for comfort and concealability. All KSG holsters are Enigma compatible. There are a lot of customization options, so you can order the holster that fits your needs exactly. Remember, KSG holsters, who bring this podcast support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy in making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined with David Sherman, NRA instructor. Welcome, David, and thank you for coming on the podcast to share your experience with the other instructors out there. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate the chance to spread the word here. Yeah, well, I saw, it's kind of funny, I was on Facebook, and uh, as much as I'm not a big fan of Facebook, it is a great place to meet and see what people are doing. And one of the things that you're doing is you're doing some 3D printing. for training aids for instructors, which is what we're going to talk about today. But before we jump into that, can you give our listeners a little bit about what David Sherman does as far as in the 2A community? Yeah, uh, I'm a retired trucker, been, been off, been home now for about four and a half years. I've been an instructor since the uh, mid 80s, uh, teaching when I could and where I could. Uh, I uh, bought a 3D printer about uh, last January and um, been teaching myself how to how to use it, how to do a basic uh, CAD program so I can draw my own pictures. Um, and it's been quite a learning experience. It's something, not something you can get into real casual and do it an hour a month or something. It's, you really got to get into it to do it and learn it because it's quite different than anything else I've ever done before. And I've, I've used computers for a long time. So but it, you do need a good computer and the printer and then there's you have to buy uh, filaments, which are uh, different, can be different colors. The basic filament is called PLA, uh, polylactic acid. It's a corn-based uh, plastic, and what most of us use. But you can get it in a variety of colors, uh, so that. You can make uh, things that look pretty realistic or any way you really want, want to make them. What, what kind uh, of the, are what kind of training aids um, 
since this is a audio podcast, can you describe to the listeners about what kind of uh, training aids caught my eye on Facebook that got us into this conversation? Yes. Uh, well, the first I started with a boxer primer. Uh, a large size primer comes in at 0.210 diameter. My training aid version is about three inches across. So a reasonable size classroom, everybody can see it. And you can you can take it apart and put it back together to show the uh, reloading students what what is involved in it. Um, I also did uh, a rimfire cartridge. Uh, to show the differences between that and a center fire, I have three different versions of center fire cartridges a bottleneck rifle, a rimmed revolver cartridge, and a uh, straight wall auto pistol cartridge. So that uh, you can point out the differences and the similarities in those. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one I of the things I think I think was is really neat that you've got is this isn't something that's painted. This is where you've 3D printed each individual part, which means that like you were talking about the primer, you can take the the case of the primer off, you can take the anvil out, and you can, you've got the different colors to show the different parts of it. Just like with a rifle cartridge, we've got the brass case, you've got the primer, you've got the powder. And then you get the bullet and all those pieces uh, you can separate to really give the students not just something that is small and hard to hold, but something that actually fit in your hand and get a really good uh, visual about how everything goes together. Yes, uh, my cartridges are, uh, well, in millimeters, uh, 75, 100, and 150 millimeters case length. So it's uh, they're big enough to see what's going on. Yeah, 150 Much millimeters is, than, is about seven inches, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty tall. Yeah. Uh, I can make them even bigger. What it, the size limit is really what your your printer can do, and I biggest parts I can do on it are about eight inches. Uh, of course, you can do you do each part individually, so you can have a, an eight-inch case length if you uh, really want to go that big. But then, when you're getting that big, it takes longer and takes more plastic to do it. How long does it take to print like the rifle case? You know, that's seven inches tall, even though it's empty in the middle, and you're you know making a tube for the most part. How long does it take a three D printer to print something that one part by itself? Uh, usually about 10 or 12 hours. Okay. The way a printer works is similar to using a, a hot glue gun. It melts the plastic and then it puts it down in little layers, a uh, fraction of a millimeter thickness. And with it has one nozzle that does all the work. And it just one layer at a time, and uh, it, it it's fascinating to watch, but uh, it is slow overall. 
especially with a basic printer like the one I've got. They have other printers that are uh, much faster, but they are much more expensive. As most things are, the faster you get, the more you've got to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, what is a, I don't have a 3D printer, but these, these training ads are very interesting uh, for somebody like me. What's a 3D printer, a basic one run compared to a faster one run, if you don't mind sharing some of those prices with us, approximately? Uh, I paid a $140 for mine. Okay. Uh, it's a uh, Ender 3 Neo. If you want to look it up, I buy most of my stuff through Amazon because they have it and they're quick. Um, you also need uh, uh, rolls of plastic, which run about $20, 20 to $25 for a one kilo uh, roll of filament. And it's available many, many different colors. Uh, you can make them look like they were made out of wood if you wanted to. It, the, the variety is just way out there. I, I try to make them look as realistic as possible. I know one thing with uh, 3D printer, you get kind of a brain to it. You get you each layer has its own little um it, it's not exactly even are you able to go along and like sand that down to make it perfectly smooth if somebody wanted to make it even look that much better or is this plastic you're not able to easily sand down you can sand it you could paint it yourself uh i have some uh, uh large uh, dummy cartridges I bought from uh, printers years ago, and they came in one color, and so I painted them to look somewhat realistic. I've been using those for years, but now that I've got my own equipment, I can look at the detail, not just an outside representation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, How I know you were talking about what the entry level printer was going to cost. What's what's one of the high speed printers, Ron? Do you have you looked at the price of one of those? Your high speed printer, you're probably looking at three thousand okay. dollars more. Okay. Yeah, yeah one hundred and forty doesn't sound too bad to be able to make uh, these kind of cartridges. And uh, you said the your files are available in the public domain for people to build, download, and print them on their own printer if they wanted to. Is that right? Yes. Uh, there is a – actually, there's several different libraries of files that are available. The biggest is called Thingiverse, T-H-I-N-G-I-V-E-R-S-E.com. They have over a million files, and they're all free. Most of the libraries, some of it is free, and some you have to pay a few bucks to uh, use. But Thingiverse, everything is free. Mm -hmm. uh, I have now have seven uh, drawings up on there, uh, all related to shooting and the, uh, so on. Um, 
So anybody that has access to a 3D printer, you got a friend that's got one or whatever. Uh, my handle on that is uh, Minor Burns, M-I-N-E-R-B-U-R-N-S. Put that in the search box and it'll bring my stuff up. And while you're there, you can search for days looking through all kinds of neat gadgets you can make. It's not limited just to shooting items. Uh, I made a batter, battery box for my AA and AAA batteries. I made a rack to uh, hold the TV remote control in my living room, that kind of thing. Uh, you, It is entirely up to you what you build and what color you build it in and everything. I see so, you made an ammunition reloading tray in different colors to hold, hold uh, the spent brass as well as the bullets and everything. Yeah, I find it. Well, I wanted some kind of a table organizer for years, tried to figure out how to do it with cardboard and whatnot. But uh, it's very easy to design these things. And they'll work for any caliber from 9mm to 45 auto. And uh, it's even got a little powder uh, tray there. To... It's handy to have, a, particularly next to a progressive reloader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a uh, Dylan, and I know I've bought a few accessories for it that are 3D printed. Um, never got into printing it, but I, yeah, I can tell they're definitely 3D printed. In fact, one of the things that was very interesting, I just uh, popped up while I was looking for yours. Apparently, somebody has come up with a with her own design for a uh, Glock blue gun. So if you need some, if you've got a 3D printer and don't want to pay for, for a uh, blue gun, you can print your own off. Yeah, yeah. There's a variety of guns in there. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't got around to printing them yet, but uh, there, I know there's a Walker Colt available and a Smith and Wesson Model One, the first cartridge revolver, life size and functional, but all plastic. Mm-hmm. Yep, I see the Model 1 now. <laughs> I intend to make a few of those. There's even the a 45 Liberator, if you know what that is. Yes, I do. Yeah. You, know the, fun you know, the fun thing is, David, this might be the first podcast I go along and not allow my wife to listen to. Because <laughs> you've got me interested in looking into, um, <clears throat> or coming up with a good reason get, to get a 3D printer now. Because this is pretty cool. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it's not real easy to learn this stuff because a lot of it doesn't seem to make much sense. Um, you, you've got to have an adhesive on the bed of the uh, printer that holds onto it while it's printing, but doesn't hold it on so bad, so hard that it uh, breaks. But when you try to take it off. And mm -hmm. a lot of this, you just got to, it's like a bicycle. You just got to get on and ride it. And, yeah, you're going to make mistakes. 
you're going to have to throw a lot of stuff in the garbage, but uh, if you stick with it, you're fine. If you're the kind of guy that gets mad at uh, equipment, don't don't do this. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you this: I just searched for um, uh, Dylan, and a lot of the stuff that I uh, have been buying is uh, out there. So this is uh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, there, there is a tremendous amount of stuff to improve reloaders. Um, I have three progressives, and uh, I've got 3D printed stuff improving all three of those. Uh, the, the Hornady uh, APP or AP press, they're progressive. Uh, I bought a 3D printed case feeder for mine for about a hundred dollars a few years ago and it chugs right away it's nowhere near as fancy as the big ones but it doesn't cost 400 bucks either Mm -hmm. so and then i've got a bullet feeder that uh i bought for about 40 dollars before i got my printer and i'm making improvements on those so if you're not if you're wanting to improve some aspect of it there's also a lot of people on facebook that do uh 3d printers and reloading some of them will make stuff for you if you don't want don't want or can't make it yourself and they're we're always passing ideas back and forth well look at this we hey this works, but hey, I think this other thing works better, or whatever. Uh, and one of the beauties of the 3D printer is that the plastic really isn't very expensive. So mm-hmm. if you mess something up, man, no big deal. Try it different next time. Yeah, and I just found that case feeder you were you were talking about. Um. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, hey, David, one of the things where, you know, some people out there might be jumping on um, and looking to see what they can uh, buy and uh, what the what the budget will allow as far as getting a 3D printer. But you, you also um, are willing to go along and sell these if there are instructors out there that um, would want to um save the time and the hassle of spending 12 hours to print you know a single part of part of the overall uh case off is that right yes i do uh make mine available for sale they're not cheap because a lot of work is involved in them cheap because you got to change the colors for each different colored part and then they usually require some hand fitting to make them fit properly. But, uh, and I only have the one printer. People who are serious about printing, uh, my daughter's boyfriend's got two dozen printers. How many computers to run two dozen? What? How, how many computers does he have running to run those two dozen printers? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but he does it he does it professionally 
oh, okay. uh, on eBay, but he doesn't do anything gun related. He's not a gun guy. He wouldn't know the difference between a boxer primer, burden primer, I guess, you know? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> you got to get your primers right if you're going to go along that. reload, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, how hard is it to go along and uh, if somebody wants to say design their own cartridge, you know, they, they want to do a 357 SIG, which has a certain a special design to it compared to the cartridges you have. How hard is it for somebody to go along and use use that CAD program to change change the design? Well, there's two ways a person can go about that. Uh, my uh, cartridges are based on a uh, uh, the work of a Finnish gentleman who uh, did the shotgun. Did a beautiful shotgun, and then he did some uh, did a rifle cartridge, and I used his stuff as a starting point to do my pistol cartridges. I changed the bullet. The only thing he got wrong was the uh, uh, rifle primer. I made them accurately, make them a, an accurate representation. Uh, so uh, there's one very simple pro, uh, CAD program, uh, computer-aided drafting program called uh, Tinkercad that I use. I'm trying to learn something that's a little more in involved and has more capabilities, but I haven't got there yet. But it's a very basic computer drawing program. Tinkercad, and it works pretty well. Uh, and then with that, you can you can modify the, anything that you download off of Thingiverse to make it more suited to what you do. You can, or you can start from a blank page. Uh, my Rimfire cartridge, I started from a blank page to uh, do that one. The primer. Boxer primer is entirely my uh, work from a blank page. It's not that hard to do. It can be frustrating. Sometimes I've got to just get up and walk away from it for a little while. But most things worthwhile are that can be that way. Yeah, I've seen people uh, posting or uh, talking about and showing pictures of their uh, Glocks and other 3D printers that are, or 3D 3D projects that are just kind of looks like a uh, a melting uh, blob of butter, and that's probably one reason why I haven't jumped into it and to try to do three 3D printing yet because they were you know they've taken they've at least they've told me it takes about a month before you really feel like you know what you're doing to be able to do them and like you said you end up throwing a lot of stuff away learning along along the way but your um your your 3d prints uh that you that you showed um are extremely good i like the size of them and i will go along and besides uh besides going along and having that nice thumb thumbnail for this uh podcast i'm also going to go along and include some of david's um photos that he's uh posted also in the in the show notes because i think people might be really interested to see what this looks like because you've got some 
great work here, David. Just can't can't say it enough. You got some great work here that just sparked my imagination, not just from a reloading perspective, but also from a you know trying to describe the parts of a cartridge and letting people know that this is how the rim fire works compared to a center fire. This is how a rimmed uh, case looks this is how a you know non-rim case works and uh allowing them to actually see it in a size where they where some people don't where people my age don't have to wear magnifying glasses in order to see what you're trying to show them you know being a small primer or small parts on a on a cartridge so very very cool designs thank you uh yeah it, it what everything you've seen looks good because i've I threw everything up that didn't work out, and I've had some real tangled messes uh, on my printer. So it's like a good photographer. You think he's really good at everything. Maybe he just got a large garbage can. <laughs> Throws away everything that doesn't. Well, uh, it's the same thing is. I say when, when you see people that post their targets, you know, to where they got 10 shots right in the 10 ring and they're all smiles and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, where, where are the other 5,000, where'd the other 5,000 rounds go? Because I'll bet you they <laughs> yeah. were all over and it took them that, that amount of time to go along and, and, uh, perfect the craft to be able to shoot that good. And I'd say it probably, probably takes a little bit to uh, perfect this craft to make it look as good as good as they do because uh yeah like i said i'm gonna put some pictures in the show notes on this one because you've got some really really nice stuff here david thank you uh, well hey david um got a question for you that we've been asking all our uh guests this season can you name a place or event that you think uh 2a people should go along and uh visit or see uh you know, if they're if they're two uh, A people, well, the the place to go if you're a gun geek would be uh, the uh, Cody, Cody, Wyoming, the uh, big gun museum there. Cody, uh, the the Bill Cody Western Museum or whatever they're calling it, huge facility. Uh, Thousands of guns that you would never see anywhere but in a book. Uh, yeah, I, it's dangerous for me to go there because I go all over everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's 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 wonderful. And uh, it, uh, we had uh, Ashley Habinsky on uh, several months ago, last year, as a matter of fact, and uh, she was one of the curators of the Bill Cody Western Museum up there. So that was. Uh, that yeah. that is a neat place, and uh, I have not been there, but I definitely think that would be a very neat thing to go see. Yeah, I got to meet Ashley. Uh, she came to Yakima for a uh, talk at the county museum, and oh. she she's quite a character. Um, done a lot of good stuff for us. Yep, and. Uh, very 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 knowledgeable um yeah can't say uh, she's another one of those uh gems that we've got in the 2a community because she's got the re she's done the research she knows the history and uh she's very formidable when it, when you got questions um the whole interview with her uh she just kept answering questions one after the other and to 
to a great extent, I had to ask her not to go into as much detail as she wanted to, because she would have uh, taken, you know, an hour talking about just one detail of uh, the firearm uh, history for it, which is uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. She's very interesting in thinking about it. Maybe I should go along and have her come back on and we can dive into a few more topics a little bit more. Well, David, where can people find more out about the any class you're teaching or at the same time, uh, if they're interested in uh, maybe purchasing or ex- uh, ch- exchanging some information with you on these uh, training aids? Uh, my email address is minerburns, M-I-N-E-R-B-U-R-N-S at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach me there. Um, I'm about to do my year-end uh, class schedule. It'll be on uh, the NRA website very soon, next day or so. Um, go to the NRA and look for, uh, find a course uh, that lists all the uh, NRA classes available in your area. Uh, I hold eight NRA certifications, uh, but most of my classes are in reloading. Uh, The NRA has two classes, a metallic class, which handles rifle and pistol, and then a a shot shell class as well. I also do a non-NRA class on bullet casting turning scrap lead into bullets. Uh, lead lead weights and things like that? What? you doing le- uh, melting down lead weights, tire weights and such? Yeah. yeah. Any form of scrap lead that does not have zinc in it. Batteries are not good, but um, I just recently bought a 1,000 pounds of lead from a, a salvaged a sailboat keel and I'll be making that into bullets. I can make a, my a lot of bullets. bullets. What? That's a lot of bullets there. A thousand pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I use uh, six and eight cavity moles and uh, I can t- my, my nine millimeter bullets cost me about 20 to 22 dollars a thousand to make. When you compare that to what you're paying for bullets, it's considerably different. <laughs> yeah, ten cents a piece, and that's a good price. That's a hundred dollars per thousand. So, yeah, you're you're doing a lot better from that standpoint. A lot better. And- okay. Well, David, really interesting. Really appreciate you sharing information with uh, our audience. And uh, I'm gonna keep my eyes open to see what more stuff you post on uh, Facebook because still can't say enough. Your training aids just look so great and uh, they would be a great addition to any instructor's class. And I'm going to have to work on getting me a 3d printer. Yeah. Well, I hope it works out for you. Okay. Well, David, thank you again. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap for that episode, and you could probably hear my voice. It was uh, kind of very exciting to talk to David about printing 3D uh, training aids, and uh, I'm going to be looking into those myself because I think uh, there's a lot of possibility there, a lot of possibility there, and uh, David's uh, 
graciously, you know, showed me a lot of things. Uh, see some of the pictures that I've put in the show notes, and uh, he's made some very cool stuff. And there's a nice library out there that we can take advantage of. So hopefully, you found that interesting. You can share it with your friends and other instructors. Do you have a topic kind of like David had um, that you'd like to share with other people? Send it my way, FTP at concealedcarry.com. Also, check out the other Concealed Carry uh, podcasts that are out there. Remember the Guardian Conference on September 15th through the 17th in Oklahoma City. Leave us comments on our Facebook page or on our website, firearmtraderpodcast.com. And remember, on our website, you can search the previous uh, episodes of our podcast to find the topic that you are interested in and you want to have some input on how to do classroom management, how to advertise on social media, maybe affiliate marketing something. Go out, check it out, and you can find the information on our website by just using the search bar there. Also, remember to visit our sponsors, the Fireman Trainers Association in particular, and check out their instructor insurance. Establishing your business was your first job. Becoming certified was your second. Now, next step should be going along at FTA coverage. Listeners of podcasts get 10% off by using promo code FTP10 at checkout. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every fire instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.